This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Praise God. Well, God is so good. You know, um, I'm ministering today on healing. This is Healing Sunday. And uh, and the reason I feel that the Lord has put this on my heart is because um, I don't think the body of Christ is walking in total divine healing as of yet. Amen? And, uh, and that's where we want to get to. How many people want to get to the level? I'm talking about setting the bar high, walking in divine health. Amen? Amen? And that means that you're not dealing with any issues in your body. But we are in a physical body. And, um, and so we um, uh, have to understand that... The, that, that that we're in a physical body, but even though we get older, doesn't mean that we have to get all the, all the problems that the commercials tell us that we're supposed to have. Amen. You know, the commercials will, will preach to us, and they will tell us what kind of problems we're supposed to be having. Amen? But uh, we, we're, we as Christians, blood-bought Christians, that standing on the Word of God, we can be exempt from the problems of this world. Can I get an amen? And uh, you may say, I don't know, that's all right. No, that is right. You know, we can be exempt because if in the Old Testament that, uh, and the Old Testament was a good, uh, the, the Old Covenant um, under the, the Jewish laws, uh, the Ten Commandments and what God had set up for the Israelites, they were under a good covenant. And they had provision to walk in health in the Old Covenant. And so the Bible says that our covenant is based on better promises. Amen. So if God was able to bring the Israelites out, one of my favorite scriptures in the Old Testament, uh, it's in Psalms. Don't ask me where it's found at. Amen. (laughs) You got to do that homework yourself. But uh, it says with silver and gold, God brought them out with silver and gold. And there was not one feeble person among their tribes. And so this is talking about that God brought the Israelites out, out of the bondage of the Egyptians. They were slaves to the Egyptians. He brought them out with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes, which tells me that everybody was healthy. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And I'm going to say this. Maybe you're in debt today. Maybe you're sick today. Maybe you're busted and disgusted. God can bring you out of your wilderness with silver and gold and you don't have to be feeble when you're coming out of it. Do you believe that? Say, I have a better covenant. covenant. See, you see, you got to believe that. Say, I believe that. that. Amen. Because we serve an awesome God and God's not holding anything from us. So, so, so I'm going to talk to you today about really a one major key. And I really believe this is the key that's going to unlock really all the promises of God in your life. So stay tuned. Don't leave the channel. Amen. Hang tight. And of course, you guys, I have a captive audience. So I got my ushers back here. They won't let you leave anyways. Amen. And, uh, and, so, and so hang tight because I believe this one key, this one key can set you free. Amen. But I am going to talk to you about a couple other keys. But, but the, the title of my sermon is The Praise cure the praise cure 
And now you're saying, oh, pastor, I've heard this one before. Amen. I've heard this. No, you haven't heard it like this before. Amen. So let me give you a couple keys before we go into the praise cure, because I believe the power of praise can unlock any promise that God has in his word for us. Do you believe that today? And we need to learn to be praising God a little bit more. And I think we don't praise God enough. I'm saying again, I I, I think it's more easy to focus on circumstances and situations and talk about what's not happening. Amen. Amen. Instead of talking about what can be happening. In other words, we're coming out of debt. We're we're coming out of sickness. We're coming into fruitful relationships. Do you believe that today? Amen. And so you must believe that. Say, I believe that. Amen. So, so the first thing we must do, one of the keys, we must answer the problem. Whenever a problem comes our way, whenever a situation comes our way, we must answer the problem with a command of authority and to deny its right to be in our life. We must answer the problem. Now, now, now you have to, um, and, I, and I preach this a lot, you have to speak to things. You have to speak to things. You know, Jesus spoke to things. You know, Jesus spoke to the storms. Amen. He spoke to the storms and he said, peace be still to the storms. Amen. And you got to speak to the storm that might be trying to brew in your life. You need to learn to start speaking some things. And so you have to learn to answer whatever problem is showing up in your life. And I'm telling you, you can wake up healthy one day and a problem can hit you the next day. And that just pops up right. Oh man, what's that on my, you know, you know, and it could just pop right up. And, and so you got to learn to answer that. No, devil. No, I'm not going to let this come on my body. So you got to, you got to answer it. Now, now you say, now where, where, where's that found out in the Bible? Uh, Mark 11, 13 and 14. This is Jesus, and uh, let's, let's look at this, and uh, uh, it says here, and, and, and seeing from afar a fig tree, talking about Jesus, having leaves, he went to see, this is Mark eleven thirteen fourteen. 14, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, So we see that Jesus responded to a tree that was not producing the fruit that it said that it looked like it was supposed to be uh, producing. And he said, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. So so Jesus spoke to the fig tree. And so so whatever is coming against our life, we're going to have to learn to speak to it. We're going to have to learn to, to start decreeing a thing. Job says, decree a thing and it will be established. So my question to you, what, are you, what have you been decreeing lately? What have you been speaking lately? You know, I, I'm coming out of debt in Jesus' name. I'm coming into prosperity in Jesus' name. I'm coming out of sickness in Jesus' name. I'm coming into divine health in Jesus' Notice I add G, in Jesus' name afterwards. 
Why? Because there's power in the name of Jesus. I'm enforcing my words and I'm standing in the authority, not in my authority. See, my authority is very little. You know, I don't have a lot of authority in myself. But in Jesus, I have all commanding authority. I have all commanding authority. Say in Jesus, I have all commanding authority. See, you've got to believe that. In Jesus, you have all command. In other words, Jesus could have called a legion of angels that day when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was praying to the Father, if, if, if it could be another way, you know, Lord, if you could do it another way, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. But Jesus said he could have called a legion of angels. He said, my father loves me so much, he will take me out of here just like that. I'm glad he didn't call a legion of angels. Amen. I'm glad that we were still on. When Jesus was on the cross, you know, we were on his mind. Amen. Amen. When Jesus was on the cross, you know, he was thinking about the harvest. Amen. In other words, he was focused on us. Amen. Having a relationship with the father. Glory to God. And walking in the blessings of of heaven. Amen. And so we see here in Mark 23, uh, Jesus is speaking again because Peter saw the tree and said, look, the, the tree has withered. And so it was like Peter was amazed. And what, what's amazing to me is when I read some of these accounts about the disciples and they were amazed about some of the miracles that Jesus performed and they saw all these miracles already and then they keep getting amazed. Uh, that's the reason why they're called disciples. Do you know what I'm talking about? They're called disciples. Disciples. Amen. And so, and so, in other words, you don't have to be smart to walk in the blessings of God. You don't have to be a brainiac to walk in the blessings of God. You don't, you, you don't have to be, you don't have to know every scripture in the Bible to walk in the blessings of God. You just got to believe. Somebody say, I believe. And so, Jesus, so Peter said, look, the tree is withered. And then, of course, Jesus said, for surely I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says uh, will be done. He will have whatever he says. So 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 Jesus says here that we need to uh, speak to our mountains. So we have to answer the problems and then we need to start speaking to our mountains. Amen. We got to speak to the storms in our life. We have to speak peace. Be still in the storms of our lives. Amen. And so, and so number two, we must believe that when we ask God for healing, that we must believe that we have it actually when we ask. Amen. In other words, we must believe that we have it before we see it. And this really is very difficult to the natural mind to believe that you have something before you see it. To our natural mind, it almost seems like it's lying. No, no, no. What you're doing is you're not, you're not denying the problem in your life. What you're doing is you're confessing the promise in your life 
over the problem. You're not talking about the problem. You're talking about the promise. You're talking about what you believe and not what you're dealing with. I believe by Jesus' stripes I am healed. I'm not denying the fact that I'm suffering with an affliction, but I am trumping that affliction with my confession of my belief that by Jesus' stripes he took it. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? So, 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 so you're going you're gonna to believe what you speak out of your mouth and what you think in your mind. And so a lot of times what the enemy is trying to do is he wants us to focus on the problems of life. Yes. He wants us to focus on the, the symptom. Yes. You know, I, you know I, I'm believing God, you know, for some, some, there's some issues that's kind of trying to come, come against me physically, not anything major. And uh, I'm believing God, and I got so focused on the problem that I forgot about the promise. <laughs> and I got, oh, what am I going to do with the problem? You know, and I, I start looking at the problem, and then you start talking about the problem, and you start, uh, you know, um, making that problem the biggest thing in your life. No, you need to make the promise the biggest thing in your life. And we have a tendency as people, whatever we're dealing with, we focus on that and we start and we we focus on that. And I remember that Abraham, how Abraham, the father of our faith, you know, Abraham's called the father of our faith from the Old Testament. And he's the one that 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 passed the test and uh, was willing to sacrifice Isaac, the promised son. Right. And he believed that Isaac could be raised from the dead. And so everything Abraham believes, we believe too. So he's called the father of our faith. But Abraham, the way he made it through his difficult situation, the, 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 you know, his, his wife being old and him, him being you know, uh, old, uh, the, he, he, he didn't consider the problem. He considered the promise. And you got to consider the promise over the problem greater. You, you have to focus more on the promise than the problem. But a lot of times the enemy, because we're in a physical body and we're feeling pain, we, it, it's, the pain is talking to us. <laughs> You're hurting. You're hurting. Yeah? Yeah, but you've got to focus on something else. Amen? And you have to refocus your mind not on the pain. No, Focus on the promise. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying this is a cakewalk. I'm just saying you got to learn to reprogram your mind. Amen. You need to focus on. And, and I, I remember listening to a, a minister. I think it was Andrew Walmack. And he said he had some kind of growth on his face. And, 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 he, just, and he just commanded to leave. And he just, forget, he just didn't focus on it. Every time. He didn't even really look at it. And, and he just, and people say, you got something on your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. You know? and, uh, and he just didn't focus on it. And he just kept focusing on the word, focusing on the word. And finally that thing disappeared. So, so, you, so, so it's where your focus is at. Amen? So focus up here. Amen? So you must believe that your healing uh, is manifested. Look at, uh, look at this. Um, in Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So you have to put your faith in the now. You got to put your faith. Now faith is the substance of things hopeful. Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is. Faith is now. So you put your faith in the now. Say, I'm putting my faith in the now. 
Now let's look at this. Uh, let's look at this, this scripture right here. This is powerful because I'm, not, I'm ministering on healing today. Um, and so if I'm going to minister on healing, I have to go to Isaiah 53. And Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5, this is talking about Jesus. This is a messianic uh, scripture, and it's a prophetic scripture. It says, surely our sicknesses, and this is in the Young's Little Translation. Now, you know, it's important to, when you're studying the Bible, it, it's good to have different translations so you can see, because, because the, 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 the Hebrew words... Um, you know, because the Bible was translated out from Hebrew and, 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 and Greek. And, and so the Hebrew words, words they, they, they're more broad than English words. So, so sometimes the words will mean, you, you, you have a couple more English words that mean the same thing in the Hebrew. The Hebrew kind of has more broad meaning. And so here, uh, here it says here uh, in the Young's literal translation. So this is taking the, the literal translation of what it actually says. And it says, surely our sicknesses he hath borne and our pains he has carried. And, uh, and so, but a lot of translators, you know, they translated it differently. Um, but this is actually the Young's literal translation. So, so, it, it, uh, so surely our sicknesses he has borne and our pains he has carried them. And we have esteemed him plagued, smitten of God and afflicted. And he is pierced for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is on him. And by his bruise, there is healing to us. So, so we see here. That Jesus received stripes on his body for our healing. And this is in, uh, this is saying, by his stripes, we are healed. Amen. And, and so, and so, and so you, you're taking that there. You are healed. But pastor, I'm dealing with an issue. Yes, you are. But by the word of God, you're healed. In the spirit realm, you're healed. Amen. And so you got to believe that. So here. Uh, let's, look, let's look at this. Uh, the, the, the major key I want to talk to you about today, and this is the third key, and this is the, the breakthrough key, I believe, for, for really our life and to stand on the promises of God. And really, it, I call it the praise cure. And I believe that if we start praising God more and thanking Him for, for what He has already done, we're going to see the blessings in our lives. We need to start praising him. A lot of times when we pray, uh, we pray and say, God, you know, I'm dealing with this and I'm dealing with that. And we focus on the problem in our prayer time. Right. Or we are asking God to heal us when positionally he has already did. He has already done everything he's already going to do 2000 years ago when Jesus went to the cross. So in a sense, God, Jesus already paid for your healing. It's already paid for but we got to bring it into the now. Say, bring it into the now. So one of the ways we do that is we start praising and thanking God for his promises of his healing uh, for us today. And so I like what it says in Psalms 34, 1 and 7, because, because we're, we are called, and we just, got, we just got done with a series about callings. We are called to be worshipers. Look at your name and say, you're called to worship God. You are called to be a worshiper. You are called to give God praise. 
You are called to give God glory. You are called to give God honor. Jesus said if, if the people don't praise him, the rocks will cry out. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? God is looking for praise. God is looking for worship. He's looking for that. That's our, the highest form of prayer is praise. Especially when you're in the midnight hour in your life. The highest form of prayer is prayer. You can tweet that. Glory to God. The highest form of prayer is praise in a dark situation in your life. you believe that today? Now let, let's look at Psalms 34. 1. This is really good. Psalms 34, 1 through 7. Look at this. It says here, I will complain and gripe and moan at all times. <laughs> no, it doesn't say that. I will talk about the circumstances of why I can't get ahead in this life. <laughs> oh, man. I, okay, let, let's, go, let's go with the scriptures here. That was the reverse translation. Amen? Let's, let's, the reverse translation. Okay, let's go with, with this. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, I want you to look at that, and notice it says continually. I'm preaching today. Notice it says, look, look, look at this. It says continually. So it says here, uh, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. So, so, so let me ask you a question. When you get up in the morning, what is the first thing you do? Hopefully, you say, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Uh, hopefully, you're, you're not w- waking up on the wrong side of the bed. Amen. You're, you're, hopefully, you're, you're giving God some praise when you wake up. And you say, well, Pastor, I haven't slept all night, so that, that doesn't work with me. No, you need to, no, yeah, the enemy can attack you at night. And when the devil's attacking you and trying to keep you awake at night, you see, what brings disease in our life, disease, disease, is that we're stressed out. Is that the enemy trying to get us stressed out about the circumstances and the situations and all that. And, we, and, we're, and we're getting stressed out about these things. And stress opens the door for the enemy in our lives. Isn't that right? And so we got to make sure that we're learning to cast the cares on the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, we're, so how do we do that? We got to refocus. We refocus by continually praising God. So, so what, uh, what I used to do when I go into the kitchen, I would praise God for maybe two or three minutes in, uh, in my room. Go, and then I would go to, uh, what is it, uh, Alexa. And I say, Alexa, give me the news. Like that, because I want to hear what's going on. And, and then it has my, the news would come on and just tell me what the current events are going on or just came on. But now I say, Alexa, give me the best worship, praise worship songs. And I find out that I feel better when I got the worship going than hearing the news. Because I start getting angry when I hear the news. Anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, man. And so, so I don't want to hear the news. I don't want to hear the world's news because the world news can make you angry, right? And so I, now I say, give me the best worship music of 2020. And now that worship music's playing on the background, right? And when that worship music's playing, all of a sudden, my heart is more focused to the things of God. And all of a sudden, I'm worshiping God. 
And all of a sudden, I start forgetting about my problems. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, that worship is going on. And now, you know, there was demonic spirits that were trying to launch an attack on you that morning, get you get, get your angry and upset. And now you got now you have an atmosphere of worship going on. And now you're singing. Now the devil says, I can't even do anything with that. And they leave your house. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They, the, those wrong spirits will try to come in, try to get us upset, whatever. You know, because the devil has an assignment that day is to get you off your game. Amen. To get you out of faith. Yeah. To get you looking at circumstances and get you in fear. The enemy, he, he, that's his goal, to get you deceived. But if we start focusing on God, hello, refocus. And it says here, so praise continually be in my mouth. Notice this, be in my mouth. In other words, we need to start singing out of our mouth. You may say, I'm not a singer, Pastor. Hey, but start doing it. It's good to listen, but start singing it out of your mouth. Amen. And then it says here, my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear it and be glad. And I like when it says that the humble, because it takes a humble person to worship God. Can I say that again? It takes somebody that is humble and saying, I don't got it all together. I don't, if I don't have God, I have nothing. How many people are in that category? If I don't have God, if I don't have the word, if I don't have the Holy Spirit, I'm lost and undone. I'm, I'm going nowhere. I'm, I'm nothing without God in my life. I got to have God. I'm not that smart. You know, I, I'm not that street smart. Some people say, I'm street smart. I'm street smart, pastor. You better get Bible smart. I'm, I've been around, pastor. I've seen it all. No, it's the humble that worships God. Don't be like that type of person. I've seen it all. I've seen, oh, yeah, I believe it when I see it. Yeah, people talk about it all the time, that blessings are coming, but when are they going to come, you know? No, 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 don't be from Missouri. You know, the people from Missouri, show me state. You know, if you're from Missouri, don't get, don't get upset. If you're from Missouri, don't get upset. But, but it's the show me state. Show me first and then I believe it. No, faith says, I believe it and then I will see it. So it says here, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of some of his troubles. All of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Notice the angels of God, they're camped around us that fear him. How many people in the house fear God? How many people have a reverential fear of God? In other words, you're afraid to go out and go out and do some sinning. Amen. You don't you don't want to go out to the clubs and party it up and you don't want to go back in those dark places, right? Why? Because that that fear of the Lord like I don't want to go there. Amen. I mean, it took me a long time just to get this close to God. I don't want I don't want to separate my relationship with God by going out and doing all these terrible things. Why? Because my heart will condemn me and I won't be able to walk in faith when, when I, when I pray. Because if your heart condemns you, you know, if you're doing things in the dark, then you, ha- you can't operate in faith. 
You can tweet that. Amen? And so look at this. In Hebrews uh, 13, 15, let's go here, because now let's go to New Testament. And this is the Apostle Paul. A lot of scholars believe the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. And it says here in in Hebrews 13, 15, this is what us Christians need to be doing. He says, uh, therefore by him, Jesus, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. This is Hebrews 13, 15. So he's telling us, there's that word in there again, continually. Continually. So the New Testament is saying that we need to be continually, not talking about our problems or our issues or, or what the devil's doing in this world. No, God laughs at the devil. You know, it says in Psalms 2 that the world might make their plans to try to do everything they can against God. But God sits and laughs his enemies to derision. You need to start laughing. You need to start laughing when the enemy starts trying to put something on. You need to start to lie because you have the victory. I love this where it says in Philippians uh, 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. Now, this is interesting because, you know, Paul wrote this this uh, to the Philippian church. And Paul really should not be writing things like rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice because Paul went through a hard road in his life, in his walk with Christ. Because Paul went through, you know, shipwrecked, bit by a snake, stoned, uh, went without sleep, uh, you know, all this stuff. Paul went through it. Remember, remember Jesus' great commission on Paul? I'm going to show you what great things you're going to suffer for the kingdom of God. Woo, man, what a wonderful ministry. You're praying, and oh God, I know that you're calling me to be a millionaire. You're calling me to walk in health. You're calling me to establish good relationships. You're calling me to be a mover and a shaker. And you hear, what great things you're going to suffer for my sake. That's not the gospel I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Suffer. What you mean we got? You're going to suffer some things. It doesn't matter if you're blessed financially. You're still going to suffer some things. It doesn't matter if you're walking in health. You're going to suffer some things. You're going to suffer persecution from the gospel at the very least. You're going to suffer being shunned by people at the very least. At the very, you, you may get a dislike on Facebook. Oh, pastor, they don't like me on Facebook. Oh, man, you're getting persecuted. You may get a dislike, but don't worry about that, amen? Because if, if God is for you, if God is before you and for you, it doesn't matter who's against you. And if you don't have a fear of man, you will, if you fear God and you don't fear man, then people's opinions don't matter anyway. Amen. Amen. So it says here, uh, so we need to rejoice, amen? Uh, look at Matthew 5, 11 to 12, and, and, and when do we rejoice? When do we rejoice? Well, pastor, I rejoice when I see the blessing. No, no, you don't rejoice when, you just, when the blessing just comes. Yes, it's great when God blesses you to rejoice. You should do that. You should be thanking God when the blessing falls, but you should be rejoicing when this happens. Matthew 5, 11, 12. Bless are you when you, they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. And then Jesus says, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. 
For great is your reward in heaven, for they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So, so what Jesus is saying, welcome to the club. Jesus said, you know, I got here. My first sermon was a beautiful sermon on the, 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 the anointing of God is upon me to heal and set liberty those that are bruised and, and, and blind and, and to, 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 to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, right? Remember that, that, that when, when Jesus preached that first sermon? But by the time he got finished with that sermon, they wanted to throw him off the cliff. <laughs> they were running him out of the church. Right. So 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 he said, bless when they're trying to run you out of town. Bless when they're trying to try and do all mean, um, you know, uh, think evil things against you. Bless. And he said, he said, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Somebody does something wrong. Rejoice. Glory to God. Instead of dropping a four letter word. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. James 1, 2, and 4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. So he says, count it all joy. So, so we rejoice. What does rejoicing do? Rejoicing brings hope. Hope brings expectation and expectation brings the promise in a manifestation can i say that again rejoicing brings hope when you rejoice it brings hope that god is going to do something in your life you've got to have hope you have i'm not talking dope you got you got to have hope in your life hope if you have no hope which hope is an expectation of good to come Amen. So, so the hope, the rejoicing brings hope. Hope brings expectation. Expectation brings the promise in manifestation. Say, today is my day. Amen. So, so look, uh, so we have, we, have to, we have to make sure that we're counting it all joy. We got to rejoice exceedingly when things aren't going well. Amen. Why do we do that? Psalms 34, 19. Many of the afflictions of the righteous... But the Lord delivers him out of them all. In other words, God has your back. In other words, what you're dealing with a lot of times when you're in the pressure cookers of life, what you're dealing with is, the, is you're dealing with the, the possibility of not putting your trust and hope in God. You're, you're, you're dealing with that because what the enemy is, he's against you, your, your trust level in God, in believing God. Remember that scripture, trust in the Lord with part of your heart. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him. I forgot that one. And he will. Thank you for helping me out. And he will, what? Direct your paths, right? So, so, so what is the enemy? See, see, if we're fretting and worrying and all that, then we're not really trusting God. We're trusting in the arm of our, our own flesh, amen? A lot of times, or the arm of others, amen? So, so look at Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. So he's saying, do not worry or have any anxiety about anything, but in prayer and supplication... And this is the big kicker right here with Thanksgiving. Yes. 
prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. In other words, you need to put thanksgiving on the end of all your prayers. You need to be adding thankfulness to all your prayers. Glory to God. Thank God. Yes, I might be in a pit today, but thank God you're bringing me out of that pit, Lord. I might be in financial devastation, but thank God you're bringing me out of that financial. Thank God you're opening doors. Thank God you, uh, that I'm under the grace of God in my life. Thank God I'm not under the law, but I'm under grace. I'm under full throttle peace, full throttle joy, full throttle provision. You got to believe that. Say, I believe that. Say, I believe that. Amen. So we, we got to believe that. We got to rejoice when Things are going wrong. You know, there's two accounts in the Bible I want to talk to you about. And I'm about ready to close this down. But we've got to have some stories. Because stories always makes the, the ministry interesting. Amen? And uh, in 2 Chronicles 20, uh, you have this man named Jehoshaphat. And with a name like that, you, you're in trouble. <laughs> Jehoshaphat. <laughs> some of these names in the Bible, don't name your kids Jehoshaphat. No, he was a good man. And uh, he was a king in Israel, Jehoshaphat. And uh, he was doing some good things for God. He was doing some reformation, doing some good things for God. And, and, and he was doing some good things for God. And all of a sudden, you know, the chapter before that, he was really doing some good things for God. And then all of a sudden, he gets a report that there's three kings that want to take him down. And you know what? It's funny. You start trying to do some good things for God, and all of a sudden, opposition starts coming your way. Like, like someone says, if you're, not, if you're not receiving any opposition in your life, you know, uh, op, you know, if you're not receiving the opposition, you're probably walking hand in hand with the devil. In other words, everything going easy in your life, then, then you're, 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 you know, it normally goes hard when you're walking with God. Amen. Why? Because God doesn't, God doesn't, uh, God wants you blessed and the devil doesn't. Amen. And, and so, and so with, with no persecution, we're probably either doing nothing for God. Amen. Uh, and so, so here, Jehoshaphat, uh, in 2 Chronicles 20, three kings were against him, three armies against him. And he came to a point where he said, we got to fast and pray. You know, there are times when you need to fast and pray. Yeah. You need to seek God's direction. And, uh, and so they, he called forth a fast and prayer. And he, and he said, uh, and then there was a prophet that came forth in verse 17. And, said, and he said, listen, all you Judah and your inhabitants of Jerusalem. And the king of Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of the great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. So, so the prophet said, hey, don't worry. The battle's the Lord's. And it's not ours. And then he says, you will not need a fight in this battle. Position yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah of Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Amen. And so what the Lord said to him was he didn't say get your best soldiers out and get your best fighting men out and get all those to, to, to go against the armies. He said get your praise and worship team. 
He said, get your praise and worship team and get that worship team in the front and start worshiping God and let's walk towards the battle. Let's move towards the enemy. And so they started worshiping God and they started praising God. And the Bible says that God uh, caused ambushments to go. In other words, the three armies ended up, they, they got confused and they started fighting one another and God sent confusion in the camp of the enemy and when we worship God and we praise God and the devil's scratching his head like they should be complaining they should be griping they should be talking about the problem but they're praising God all of a sudden the devil starts getting confused and all of a sudden the devil starts just panicking they're worshiping God more they're speaking the God's word more oh my God it's not working Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And the devil starts freaking out. The more pressure I put on them, the more praise they do. Guess what? The devil's going to stop coming around your, your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Glory to God. And so what happened? They went in. By the time they got there, all the soldiers that were coming against them were dead. And they took three days to pick up the plunder. Think about that. They didn't need a fight in that battle. I like those kind of battles. Amen. Amen. And then in Luke, I love this. It says in Luke 17, 11 through 19. Now it happened when to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Talking about Jesus. Then he entered in a certain village there, met him ten men who were leopards, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go, show yourself to the priests. And so, so it was that as they went... They were cleansed. What they did was they acted on uh, a command. If you're going to see the blessings of God, you've got to act on his word. You can't just listen to it and not do anything. You act on it. So they acted on the command. As they turned, you know, and started moving towards the temple, they were healed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorified God, fell down on his face, at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Then uh, were, were they not found? Who, were there not any who found, returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Amen. So what did he do? Jesus was expecting the nine to come back and worship him too. <laughs> Think about that. Jesus said, where's the other nine? That's a turn. But you came and worshiped. So that man got more than just a healing. He became whole. One translation said he got saved. In other words, he put his trust in Jesus. Not only did he get a healing for this life, he got salvation for the next. Are you to listen to what I'm talking to you? Listen, you can be in the midnight hour. You know, in Acts 16, 22 to 27, you got, you got uh, 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 Paul and Silas. They were preaching and they got thrown and they got beat and they got whipped for their faith and they got thrown in the inner prison. And they were at night. Uh, it was at the midnight hour. And the Bible says that Paul and Silas started complaining to one another about why they were in that town. No, he didn't. They didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Paul and Silas did not complain why they were doing a ministry trip in that bad town that tra- treated them wrong. No, no. They they started singing and giving praises to God in the midnight hour. And the Bible 
Bible says, as they worshiped and praised, the other uh, prisoners heard their voices. They were giving glory to God in their plight. They were praising God when they should have been complaining. And they worshiped God in their plight. And God shook that prison and every door opened up and they walked out as free men that, that next morning. Glory to God. I'm telling you right now, you might be in a prison room. You may feel like you're in a prison of debt. You may feel like you're in a prison of sickness. You may feel like you're in a prison. And I'm telling you, when you start worshiping and praising God and giving God glory, I'm telling you, God's going to shake the prison doors in your life. He's going to open those prison doors and you're going to walk out free, blessed. You're going to walk out in the fullness of God's grace in your life. You believe that today? I'm telling you, God is on the move. I'm telling you, God is moving amongst us. I'm telling you, your healing is today. Start worshiping and praising him today. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you for your mercies and your goodness and your love. And Father, we're going to continually give you praise. Perhaps you're here this morning in the audience. Perhaps you're watching online. You may have never given God praise. And the Bible says in the end days and why people don't serve God because they don't have a heart to worship God. But I thank God that we do. And if you have a heart right now. And you want to get out of your plight into a place of blessing. You have to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Jesus has to be Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. So I'm going to encourage you. Maybe you're here in the audience for the first time. Maybe you're watching online. You need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You need to make him Lord of all. You need to, you need to let go of all those things that have been distracting you from God. And you need to embrace Jesus. So if you're ready to do that, because the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Just say this prayer after me and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus You died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.